While many of us have our eyes on the COVID-19 pandemic, we also have a twin pandemic of opioid deaths. An opioid crisis is tearing right across this province, across Ontario. Last year marked the deadliest year on record since the coroner began keeping track of opioid deaths. Overdose deaths were up 41% over the year before. Toronto saw an 81% jump in opioid-related deaths between 2019 and late 2020. And part of the reason is a growing toxicity of the drug and the street drug supply. Daniel Werb is head of a Center on Drug Policy Evaluation, which is a Toronto-based research agency, and it looks into what is actually in the street drug supply. Here's what Daniel Werb has to say about what's happening right now. What we're seeing now, it, we're seeing so many new and highly potent drugs like carfentanil and uh, and a family of really um, sort of ultra-potent, what we're calling ultra-potent opioids and opioid-related drugs like etonotazine, metonotazine. Um, you know, these are, these are drugs that, you know, most people wouldn't be able to pronounce, most people have never heard of, but um, unfortunately what we're seeing is just an increasing uh, level of toxicity and adulteration in the drug market. And while these drugs are new, I would say that this trend towards higher potency is something that has been happening for over a century. And some of the hardest hit areas in the province are in the north. Timmins, North Bay, Sudbury, Thunder Bay, all among the top five for deaths from opioid overdoses per 100,000. And now... You can add Hamilton to the list of cities that are battling opioid addiction. Jamie Morocker is our global news health reporter and joins me on the line. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Alan. How's it going? It's well. It's going well. What's happening in Hamilton? Yeah, so we are seeing overdose deaths up 42% just over the course of the pandemic. And you mentioned it there. This is not just, you know, a one-place issue. This is a provincial issue, and it's actually a national issue. The latest numbers that I just received about an hour ago reveal that 17 Canadians a day are dying of opioid toxicity deaths. So these are completely accidental deaths. I mean, you know, there are people who face substance use disorder. That's that's one thing. But there are other people who um, perhaps have gone out, they're partying. This could be their first, second, maybe third time trying a drug. And they are dying because these drugs are being cut um, at a street level. What's happening is COVID caused border closures. um, So the drug supply has been strained. So the drug supply is getting cut with more potent, more dangerous drugs. So it gets spread out a little bit more. So again, we're seeing a pandemic create another major issue and it is killing Canadians quickly. It was interesting. I was watching Dr. Kieran Moore, the uh, Chief Medical Officer of Health, his uh, update yesterday, and he was asked several questions about the opioid crisis in Ontario. Um, he talked about, yes, that they're working on some kind of plan, but wouldn't say whether or not the provincial government needs to do something like increase overdose sites or safe injection sites. And Is that something that is being pushed at the municipal level now? Where are we with safe injection sites? Yeah, so there are 
the, the thing that's really being pushed, we're going to put um, safe injection sites aside for just a second. Second is um, advocates want to see safe supply programs. Huh. So these are programs where um, you're going to offer up a drug or um, a pharmaceutical alternative to that drug so you know what you're getting. Because the reasoning here is if you are, have substance use disorder, you're going to use no matter what. You're going to find a way to get that drug. So why not give people um, a safe alternative and an alternative that you know um, isn't going to be laced with something else? Like you heard the doctor say there, carfentanil, fentanyl, or any of these other synthetic drugs that we're seeing. So there are provinces that have safe supply programs already, BC, Ontario, Quebec, Nova Scotia. However, they're trial programs, and they're very small. For an example, for an Ontario I believe, I'm still looking into it, but I do believe there is only one, and it's in London. Um, and again, it is a trial program. And at the beginning of the pandemic, we actually saw the federal government come out and plead with provincial governments to start up these programs. And Health Canada actually approved the use of some of these pharmaceutical injectables um, up until September of this year. So there's still about a month and a bit to go. Uh, so they would be able to implement these programs. But not everybody's taking advantage of that. So now advocates are going to the municipal level and asking, please do something. But essentially, it's up to the province. Hmm. I, I can just hear the opposition, or and I, I don't mean opposition, the political opposition necessarily, but just those that would be opposed to this and saying, what, we're, you know, the government is you know paying for free drugs for users? That doesn't seem to make sense. And I, I wonder if you could address that. I guess what I'm hearing from advocates would be that it's not that we're we're paying to keep people safe. You know, we do it with other things. We 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 make sure there's basically they said there's no other addiction where we stigmatize it this much and we don't give people access to a safe supply. If we were talking about, you know, food or water or you know, alcohol even, you know where that's coming from. Um, you can't control what people are addicted to. You can't control what type of illness people face because substance use disorder, as we know, is in fact a disease. Um, so, you know, a lot of people aren't ready to go to rehab. A lot of people have done rehabilitation and it hasn't worked. A woman I spoke with today said she's done detox 64 times. Now, she's six and a half years sober now, but 64 times it took her before she was able to get sober. So instead of, you know, spending all of that money in that one place, the government's, you know, looking at rehabilitation programs, that sort of thing, why not also include this as a possibility for people? Jamie, I'm really looking forward to your story tonight on uh, Global News at 5.30 and 6. I, I appreciate you joining us. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. That is Jamie Morocker, who is our Global News health reporter, talking about the growing opioid crisis, especially in the city of Hamilton, which has also seen a massive jump in opioid deaths. And over the course of the last few months, I've spent a lot of time talking about opioids and drug addiction, and it is it, it is incredibly concerning uh, and frustrating the glacial pace at which the government seems to be reacting to this. This is a crisis that is killing people, and not just junkies. If you think that's what's happening, then you are mistaken. It is taking people from every walk of life.
and it often begins with something as simple as a sports injury. I spoke to a former a former MP who was an MP under the Mulroney government, Rene Sutens. He lost his daughter to an overdose. She started on Percocet because she'd injured her knee in a softball game. And when the prescription for Percocet ran out, she moved on to harder things. And that has been the story time and time again, especially with OxyContin. Those who used Oxy to deal with their pain suddenly found, well, they couldn't get it anymore. Or because it's habit-forming, it wasn't working the way it used to, and they move on to street drugs. And that is part of the problem, and I just wish the government would move a little faster. It was interesting to hear Dr. Moore talk about it yesterday. He clearly has compassion for it. He clearly understands the issue. Let's get going. What's the wait? 